Hello, and welcome to Pisces. We're playing the Delta Green campaign, Impossible Landscapes, by Dennis Detweiler, adapted to be set in the UK. My name is Rich, and I'm the handler. My players are Jordan as Working Agent Nero, and Ed as Working Agent Gonzo. Please be aware, Delta Green games contain uncomfortable topics, including graphic violence and depictions of mental illness. Let's begin. Righty ho. Righty ho ho. What exploits did you get up to last time? Um, so, we started off with our invitation to a masquerade ball. Followed, yes. followed the path down to the hallway, down the hallway to a mannequin-clad party. Yeah, and then the ha- the floor opened up. Um, we tried to make a jump or save ourselves, didn't. Some more weird shit happened, and then we found what was her face. Amanda? We found Vanessa Van Vanessa. That's it. Reading. Michelle. Michelle. Oh, Vanfix. yeah. Michelle. 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 I don't think it's Vanfix. Vanessa. Where's Vanessa come from? Um, I think it's because it's Vanessa Feltz. That was enough. I wasn't expecting anyway, that. She, she was in the hotel but in a library and she mentioned that Abigail had gone up to the sixth floor with the salesman um, and his name was Mark Roark no 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 um, no uh, she said she went upstairs she moved upstairs with the sale with the salesman um, she said he was a creep he is it is not Mark Roark ah my notes are wrong yeah it's not Mark Roark Sorry if I if, if I did say that it is not. Um, you're also missing half the episode. So in the beginning, <laughs> in the beginning, um, you there were a few more creepy things going on, but you decided to read the play, The King in Yellow. So you sat down, you sat down to read it, uh, Agent Agent Nero, mm-hmm. um, and found yourself like enthralled and could not look away. And you sat in the corridor and read it. And as you were reading it, um, Gonzo. Had a little adventure of his own and ran into Thomas Manuel. He was just in a room painting and he was painting the mysterious symbol you've seen before. Uh, you also saw through a small window a scene in an apartment, it looked like. There was a couple asleep in bed and the woman sits upright and screams that, Tom, he's coming for my baby. Uh, and then you saw when you came out of the room with Thomas Manuel... You saw a line of pictures with people, some that you recognise, um, and some that you recognise the name of, holding a various assortments of, of bottles. And then at the bottom, it, um, there is a bottle with your name on it. Um, and then you got the um, the clockwork child come around with the with the invitation. And then that's when you uh, went to the ball and. Fell through the floor and, and we were in Michelle Van Fitz's apartment. 
Mm. I forgot about his little escapade. Yes, you left. You left. She told you the way out, um, and you left her apartment. Uh, and you are back in the McAllister building. Oh God! In the uh, world, as soon as you are in back balls. in. Yeah, as soon as you're back in the McAllister building, the weight of everything that you've just gone through landed on you, um, and you took quite a lot of sanity damage, uh, quite a lot of willpower damage, and that was where we left it. So, I think you both took eight willpower damage, um, Ed took 14 sanity damage, Jordan took 16. Mm. Is anyone wanting to uh, project onto a bond? I can go over it again if we did it, if we've forgotten. No, oh, I decided not to. Yeah, I'm gonna suck it up for now. Oh wow, okay. However, I am below my breaking point. Yes. So to figure out your new breaking point, it is your current sanity minus your pow. Not the pow times five. Mm-hmm. Just your regular pow power. Um and then that is your new breaking point. Wait, current sanity minus. So that is. Yeah, it should be like minus 13, 14, whatever your, whatever your power is. 32. 30. Okay. Crikey, what sanity are you two on? 44 for me. 44 for me as well. But my power's in 12. Oh, okay. It's been a wild old, wild old time. Um, you've also developed some disorders from going through your baking point. Why don't you both roll a d6 for me? Two for Nero. Three. And three for Ed. Okay. Agent Nero, you now suffer from musical hallucinations. Okay, that probably sounds nicer than it is. (laughs) You have auditory hallucinations of songs or instrumental music. You cannot control the hallucinations, or sometimes it is possible to change the tempo or tune. The music may be enjoyable or distressing. Sometimes because of the loudness and repetitiveness, and sometimes because the music itself is anonymous or taunting. It's like me in a club. (laughs) Well, maybe it will be. We'll see, hey. Oh, God. (laughs) Don't worry, I will try to integrate these into play. I think the official rules are that um, it's whenever you take sanity damage, or whenever you... Say if you had claustrophobia, whenever you went into a small space, then you'd have to, like, roll power or roll sanity to kind of suppress... Um, your disorder. Mm-hmm. I might do it a little differently. We'll see what happens. Agent Gonzo, you now suffer from something called the Fregoli delusion. I'll put that in a wrong thing. The Fregoli delusion is the sufferer believes that different people are actually the same person who changes appearance, re-sleeves, or is in disguise. So, some shit's gone down. You did, I think you briefly talked about what you wanted to do now, um, but why don't you um, why don't you decide what, you, what you'd like to do? There is still some cataloging to do in Abigail's apartment. And we're aware of that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you left, you left a little bit, maybe half a day. Uh, and what sort of But you are... Sorry? Uh, what sort of time of day is it as we leave um, Michelle's apartment? Uh, you look at your watch, and it is one second after you entered the roof. Oof. So it's like... No wow. time has passed. 
So it's still night time. So it's about 11 o'clock, I think. Time does not pass. You look at each other. Uh, you, uh, as I said, with the willpower damage, that much willpower. Uh, how, much, how, how many willpower points are you both on? Four out of 12. Six. Four out of 12, six. Six isn't, six isn't bad. Um, four, you're getting towards being very drained. Um, falling to one, two, one, um, is like a, a kind of like mental breakdown. And zero is just a collapse. I, I think... I think I need to rest. It's been a, it's been a long, a long day. My my watch must be must be wrong. It's, it's saying it's been like um, about thirty seconds since we came out, went up those those stairs. Um, I feel like I've been running all night. Shall we um get some rest? Let's Come back to Abigail's uh, apartment and. Regroup. Nero being, although maybe not as drained as um, Gonzo, he's got twenty. Oh, you still been through the ringer, yeah. Yeah, twenty-five years on him. Yeah, true. I yeah, I'm gonna run my hand from my hair. That's what I said. The ground, like yeah, I need, I need a rest. As we go to leave the building, um, Nero turns around and places his hand on Michelle's door. Mm-hmm pauses for a second releases and turns back to go where are you going with so he was going to go through but now he's going oh, to right. he has decided not to um uh, and our Very digs good, actually. our digs were um hostile weren't they yeah yes I believe so nothing fancy so yeah we we, uh, we need to get some rest we need to um Regain some will points or hit points because I'm well, I'm down on hit points as well. I think you both are a little bit, hey. Yeah, from all of our uh, macho behaviour. <laughs> yeah, you've got busted <laughs> shoulders and legs, and you yeah. did fall through a floor. Yeah, I love how we got beaten up by a door. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, most hit points taken off by shoulder barging <laughs> trying to round <laughs> shoulder barging as well. <laughs> um. Okay, so you're just um, just shooting off. Yeah, I, I imagine that this this walk to the hostel is dead silent, at least you, from well, Nero's yeah. Nero's perspective. Just processing. Yeah, I I would yeah be silent as well. Cool. So you go back to the hostel for a quiet night's sleep. Um, can you both roll a d6 and you can recover that much? Willpower? That, that many willpower points? Dos. Oof. It's a natty one. It's a natty one. It's a natty one. Well, fuck. Hey, one's better than nothing. One's better than nothing. True. So is that one until uh, my willpower, Maybe you sorry. spend... Yeah, one to your willpower. Yeah. Nice. Maybe you spend the entire night kind of tossing and turning. I mean, you only got two there, Agent, Agent Nero, so mm. it's not... It's not particularly better. Quite thematic, I think. Quite, uh, quite in line with what's gone on. Um, you both uh, having a, a bit of a bad time processing what's going on, uh, and a bit of a shitty day. So you both probably wake up quite early after a fitful night's sleep. Uh, Gonzo, you're awake. Am I? <laughs> no, I'll, uh, I'll just sort of roll over and just, just sort of grunt like, uh, yeah. I reckon. 
I reckon we've got one more day of cataloging and then we need to decide what we do. We we know that there's you know unnatural activity going on in this building. But I don't know how we um neutralise it if we if we even can. But at least we have to finish off the cataloging and um submit that. What are your thoughts? I'm just gonna roll onto my back and just stare at the ceiling. Just sort of sit there for a second, not lie there for a second. And just... Oh yeah, we need to get the catalog. Let's just get the cataloging done, and then we can just figure out what we want to do about the uh, the night rooms. I will remind you that near the end of last week or last time you you were talking about going back to Abigail's apartment and, and doing a few unborn bits and then uh, the, Michelle told you that um, she had moved up to six and you did speak about going back to see if you could find her yes so I don't know if there's still something you want to do or something that's possible. So you, I mean, you were there already, and it didn't seem like it was easy to find anything. My, my character's point Regardless, of view here. You kind of have to do the rest of the cataloging. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. I was going to say my character's point of view here is that in the room, in the night rooms, he was keen. He was like, "Yeah, no, I, I need to know what's happened." And then he got. He came out and just got crushed by the weight of all of his actions. <laughs> and now he's just like, oh, I'm so distraught. Maybe I don't need to know what's going yeah. on. <laughs> anyway, at, at this point, it's, am I willing willing to die to find the answer? He just doesn't know yet. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Nero is in a, a similar position in the sense that he can really empathise with Abigail's parents, really, that a child is someone's daughter has gone missing and if there's a chance of finding her he would like to take that chance he would hate yeah. it if that was his daughter who mm. gone missing out of the blue and there's suspicious activity on her card the thing is they're, they're probably of this of a, of a quite close age really. yeah yeah they really are yeah but then like gonzo said that then again, I'm skewed. <laughs> well, well, yes. Yes. <laughs> Actually, I am. <laughs> um, he has taken... I don't know how to qu- qualify this, but quantify it. He's taken hmm. a third of his sanity points away on one night. Yeah. He's taken... He's had a like a tr- properly traumatic experience, and he doesn't know... Maybe this is the lowest that his sanity has ever been. Mm. He doesn't know what is reality. Doesn't know what's what's happening, really. But the one thing he does know for sure is there are items to catalogue and there might be evidence to point him or thrust him in one way or another with these items. Yeah. So I think for the moment that's what we'll do. I think we're on a similar sort of page that we have to address this item and what we might find may point us in a different direction if we're prepared to risk ourselves, essentially. Mm-hmm. Right then, shall we um, get our glad rags on and, and finish off this cataloging? 
I'll grab us some copies on the way down, yeah? Then I'm just gonna like silently sort of slide to the side of my bed and just start putting on my shoes. I can really see Gonzo just being just silent. Yeah, he's just, I, he's got so little willpower. He's not even, <laughs> he's just like, ah, oh, I'm done, I'm done. I always get the, um, kind of like a Breaking Bad vibe from it, where it's not as sinister, but it's Walt just like leading Jesse on, just being <laughs> like, come on, come on, and Jesse just being like broken. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We have to do this. We have no other options. We have yeah. to do this. Yeah. Right. What a show. Back to the McAllister building. Um, through the tube, a couple of tube stops away. Back outside the strange castle, faux castle design of the McAllister building. With it's fake gargoyles and fake turrets. Back inside. Mm-hmm. Before we move into Michelle's, uh, sorry, Abigail's um, room. Yeah. Um, Nero's gonna turn to Gonzo and say, um, Do you mind if we look in 10B again? I'm just just curious. See if anything's changed from from yesterday. Who knows? Yeah. No, he's, he's just gonna muster like a. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, let's do that. So essentially, I just want to find out if there's any change, even just as I'm walking up the stairs. Um, see if there's any change. So you're not, so you're not going into Abigail's apartment. You're going upstairs. No, instead. just just for this, um, just for like a second. I just want to pop my head in, see if anything's changed from from yesterday in ten ten B. Ten B. Oh, you, like the one up the one upstairs that was on the map. Yeah, the one that she had a receipt for, but wasn't. Sure. You you pop your head in, um, and you can see you, you can see the entire not the entire apartment, but it, it's much like other girls, but they're quite small. Um, and you can see the entirety of the living room with a little kitchen kitchen add-on. Um, and there is uh, a sticky note on the window that's facing outside. Okay. And this is there anything on the sticky note? There sure is. What is it? Of course, of course, it is. Blooming symbol, isn't it? Oh, that we've been finding everywhere. That is an odd shape, sticky note. You feel. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you feel. <laughs> uh, upon looking at it, uh, Agent Nero, you feel the desire and the need to share it, to paint it, draw it somewhere where it will be seen. Mm hmm. Um, I take it off and pop it in my top pocket. Pop it in your pocket. Okay. Um, was that pointing in? Or out? In. In. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Were you there, Gonzo? Were you just, like, hanging out in the hallway? Uh, no, I was there. I was there. That symbol again. Found it everywhere and it's got a, a rush. Every time I see it, just want to... It's like... Paper and... This symbol is this building. Alright, we've... As long as we've got this... Maybe, maybe we can draw it for the for the section. Maybe they want to see it. Just take a photo. Take a photo of everything. Any, anyway, let's let's finish off this cataloging. I'll nod very unenthusiastically at you. <laughs> Going down to Abigail's apartment. Yep. 
Did you say you're in front, Ejinere? Uh, yeah. I think I've he's been in front this whole this whole whole yeah. morning. <laughs> Consider <laughs> yeah, me yeah. a passenger in this morning. <laughs> um, you you open the door, and standing in the middle of the room is a life-size mannequin, and it has a long, flowing yellow robe on. <laughs> with an expressionless white mask. Jesus. And then you blink, and suddenly it's gone. Uh, but there is a man standing there, and he, he looks up as you as you come in, and he comes over and says, Oh, uh, hi, you must be um, from the... Hi, uh, Thomas, uh, Thomas Wright. And he puts his hands out to shake your hand. I'm uh, I'm Ab- Abigail's, Abigail's dad. Um, as Nero slowly moves his hand forward, he closes his eyes and he's recounting all the information that he's he's had over the last few days, and he wants to verify. But his laptop is going very slowly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thomas Wright. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Hello, my name is um, uh, Brian Potter. I'm a researcher for MI5. We're just um, assisting cataloguing these documents. Have you fa- have you found anything about about Abigail? Where she where she went? Unfortunately, not not at the moment. Um, this is just painstaking clerical stuff. We're um, we're just working our way through it at the moment. Sorry, my accent's gone completely changed. Uh, Imagine he was talking in a Yorkshire accent. Um, <laughs> oh, screw us off. Frog in my throat. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why I was talking with that received pronunciation. I thought we had a terribly convincing special agent for a secret government organisation. <laughs> hey, Ed, you can't laugh with your Welsh accent. I, yeah, true, yeah. For reasons, I just can't. I can't try it. <laughs> we'll never be able to show the podcast. Anyway, Nero continues. Nero says, um, as you can see, uh, your daughter was a, a very eclectic artist, so cataloguing all of these items has been difficult. It's taken a good few days. Uh, sorry, let me introduce my uh, my, um, my colleague, uh, Gethin Jones. And in a thick, very convincing Welsh accent, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll reach my hand and be like, Pleasure to me. But my eyes are screaming, it's not a pleasure, really. He kind of absentmindedly shakes your hand. Um, and he looks around at the walls where most of the stuff is down now. And he says, I, I just never... She was never like this. I I don't understand. I I know I shouldn't come, shouldn't come here, really. But... I was just going to ask him if... Uh... If he knows anything about another apartment that Abigail might have had. Another apartment? No. She never mentioned anything to me. Mr. Wright, um, what brings you to the to this apartment today? Oh, we weren't expecting anyone. Um, Detective uh, Zohab said that we had the apartment to ourselves. Nothing brought me, apart from Abigail. 
I'm sorry, I, I shouldn't have come here. I, I'll, I'll be going now. No, no, it's it's, it's fine. We understand that um, his unsolved um, disappearances can be traumatic for the families as well. What please, just if you find if you find anything, just please let me let me know. Of course, um, Mr. Wright. What, what was your when was your last contact um, with Abigail? A few weeks before she disappeared. Does she seem okay? Yes, getting a psychological profile. I'm sure, as you understand, being a police officer is um, very important. Any information we may she's, may find is um, helpful. She, she's she seemed fine. There's nothing wrong with her. Please, I'll be going now. Thank you for your help. Thank you. And he shoulders past you and out the door. Fucking pigs. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna <laughs> glance over in the arrow. Like, how do you reckon he got in here then? Do you think he had the key? Probably. Abigail probably left her dad a key. Wouldn't, wouldn't be surprised. It was unlocked. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. I just sort of shrug it off. What concerns me is before he was there, there was a, a mannequin. A mannequin in a yellow coat with a with a mask on. Would I have seen this as well, by the way? No, you didn't. I mean, you didn't see it, no. Okay. He was. He was. It was just standing there and. And I blinked to catch myself, and then Thomas, Thomas was stood just right there. I'm just, just gonna like in that that book. Take a look at you, and just see that you're looking a bit shaken. Start to crack a little bit, and just be like, "Look, I just, I don't think you should look at any of this anymore. Maybe I." Uh, I just finished doing the photos and you just maybe just try and work out some kind of threads that tie everything together. How's that sound? Uh, if, to Jordan it sounds like every day um, Nero has read a book. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. There's no point in we'll just share the burden. Let's just get this done and we'll we'll just get out of here. Yeah. Share the load. Ah, <laughs> oh, alright. But you're no good to anyone, uh. Getting all, all fruit loopy, okay? Just. If you're starting to feel a bit tired, just let me know and I'll just, uh. I'll take over. Nero stands up and starts, um. sorting through paperwork, <clears throat> taking stuff off the wall and says, um. sends to Gonzo, take over, lad. No. I'll be taking over from your stuff when you're falling asleep. It will lightweight. He's sorting shit out. Then I'll just chuckle to myself. You northern bastard. <laughs> northern bastard. <laughs> and uh, I will, too, just continue to start sorting through the mis. Let's try this for words. The sorting through the miscellaneous items on the wall. Mm-hmm. You don't particularly find anything else of interest. Although, about, about an hour into your cataloguing, 
you both start to hear hear another sound in the apartment. And at first you can't quite figure out where it's coming from, but then you look down and realise it's coming from the old radio, the old World War II backpack radio that's sitting on the floor in your evidence pile. Mm. It's not plugged into anything. No. It never has been. Um, this is sorry. This is the, just to confirm. This is the same radio that uh, Nero and Gonzo had heard their own private messages um, from a, an external source. Is that right? Yeah. You heard conversations that you'd you'd have you'd had yeah. before. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do you hear that coming from coming from the radio? I was put down piece of paper I'm holding and just sort of sit there and stare at it like <sighs> you want to listen to it together forlornly Nero <laughs> Nero looks at him and says yep yeah. gets down on one knee oh <laughs> pulls Kicking out a ring the apartment, top pocket wow. <laughs> <laughs> what a turn oh my god Nero uh, I do you made me so happy <laughs> Uh, uh, it gets down to listen. Abigail. Yeah, that's that's my first impression. Um, nothing is true, but something is true. I didn't quite get that bit. It is nothing is true except out is through. But out is through. This is the problem when you're character is more intelligent than your player (laughs) (laughs) my next character is just going to be a fucking dumb wit (laughs) yeah oh my god can we have the dunce squad just like fumble their way through (laughs) just big dumb idiots just (laughs) brute forcing loads of sand points 
<laughs> yeah, I just don't think you'll last very long. <laughs> incredible mental fortitude because they have nothing going on. Just <laughs> <laughs> too dumb, too dumb to understand anything that's going on. So they see things that are horrible and it's just like <laughs> Ralph wiggling their way through life, uh... chuckling about being in danger constantly. <laughs> so it sounded like a recording of a telephone conversation from a woman. I, I, I might, this is what I'm inferring. I think that's Abigail calling from the sixth floor, her dad or someone, saying, no, it's fine, I've just moved. Yeah. Um, and then she says, nothing is true, but out is through. I think it... Except Ex- out except is through. Except out is through, sorry. It has to be Abigail, doesn't it? It's, I know we've never heard, heard her voice before, but, you know, who else could it be that just moved to the sixth? Nero's I'm um, no Gonzo's just kind of think like, do you think this this radio can be used to make calls instead of just receiving them well, when the message stopped the phone went completely silent and dead ah you haven't tried I'm, I'm just gonna and also it's it's a bit late now but um a human role um would have been a good shout if you're trying to figure out um Thomas Wright the dad oh shit I didn't think yeah. that um, but he seemed he seemed pretty genuine. Mm. Our willpower to investigate is so low right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm just gonna Don't blame your willpower. Grab the phone <laughs> and just speak into it, just like a single word. Abigail. Nothing happens. Yeah, look at Gonzo. Like, that's worth a shot. Can I roll a human on her voice to see if she seemed happy? Sure. Maybe not happy is the word, but I mean, didn't seem coerced. Or, yeah. In danger. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 of course. 21 under 52. Ooh. She didn't sound in distress at all, no. Hmm. Gone to the sixth But you'll floor. also, well, Asian, uh, Asian Gonzo will remember seeing Thomas Manuel uh, in the night floors last night, um, and he seemed perfectly happy. He was very happy. Just painting away with his linseed oil. And you asked him how he leaves. And he says, oh, I don't don't particularly like to leave. But when I do, I just find a way. Mm, yeah. Out is through. So is that explaining how to get out of the night rooms? Or... Uh, why is nothing ever simple? <laughs> is that the only thing that happens while we're searching? Stand by. That's a no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you find um, find some oddly scribbled sheet music. Yeah, it's sheet music with 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 musical notations, crudely drawn, uh, and letters underneath or lyrics maybe that said let. Let the red dawn surmise what we shall do when this blue starlight dies and all is through. Any of those lyrics jump out to me to match Night Sea? Re- no. No. What about the uh, the story of the king? No. Let the red dawn surmise what we shall do when this blue starlight dies and all is through. Hmm. 
more fucking crazy shit. Can <laughs> can, can you read music? Uh, are you looking at me or Nero? That is Gonzo <laughs> asking Nero. No, son. No, didn't find the use in it. This. I mean, this is a this is a song or a tune. I um, I just, just wonder what it sounds like. Can you? Can I? No. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I was thinking. I've got fifty in art, but I don't think that means I can. In art, what? What art? Um, I guess it would have been. Have it in art. You got to. It's got to be a subclass. Yeah. Like Subcategory. It? It's got fifty percent art, but I guess it would be more like written languages, so literature, probably more than anything. That is. That's okay, my background. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, put art literature in then. Oh, yeah, yeah. Probably should have been reading those books instead of you, eh? Um, <laughs> Maybe. I should have met that. Oh, <laughs> 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 yeah, I can read. Um, damn it. Maybe. Uh, is, anyone this, is there any musicians in this building? I don't think we should be introducing these people, other than maybe Michelle, to. Whatever we found in here that doesn't seem normal. I, I don't know if you remember, but these people seem pretty, pretty okay with not normal. If anything, I'd say they're the the experts, and we're just getting. I don't think speed. anyone really knows what's going on. And also, and then I'm just gonna like rub my fingers across my eyes, like yeah, but and then see Thomas having bags under his eyes like this. Boo fucking who? You see this? <laughs> And he's rubbing his forefinger and his thumb together on his chin. World's turn is violin. <laughs> We've got a job to do. And God, God, I'm laughing because Richard's there. And Gonzo, I'm tired as well. But we know that in a few weeks' time, the landlords are going to kick these people out. And maybe this building's going to be unleashed. Or oh, this uh, other other part of the building is going to be unleashed into the world, and we can't have that. We can't have the unnatural getting out. So, hang on, hang on. I thought I thought you just wanted to catalogue this and then get back, but now you want to try and try and stop the. the I don't. I don't. I don't know. Say we've got a few more hours cataloguing. I'm 50-50 I really want to go up to the night room just to the foyer like we did before and and look see if uh, Ruark is up there speak to him actually ask him about what's going on because we know if he speaks to us and we leave we'll shut this down we'll contact our section we'll They'll come in and they'll do their magic. But if we don't, there's a chance that Abigail might be gone forever. We didn't... I'm just going to look around the room, like... Nero. Abigail's gone already. You heard that recording. She's up there. Just like Michelle was up there yesterday. She can get out. She's just got to go through, whatever that means. She wants to, she needs to want to leave. 
her dad out here is... Well, he, he loves her. He misses her. And if that... That king in yellow... If he's got her... Or this creepy salesman... We've got to... We've got to get out. I, I've got to get her out. No matter what. That's it. No, I... I, I we get this done, and, I, I, and I'm going this evening. I've got, I've got to try. Look, there's a difference between can and wants to. You, um, listen, she wasn't sad in that phone. She was happy. That whatever you find in there, that isn't gonna change that fact. Sometimes you just gotta let these things lie. Just move on. What, what if that was your daughter? And you knew that she was up there living this fake life where walls change and floors open up and white light come come and take people from the future. It's not real. They're living a lie. Like she said, nothing is true. She's living a lie up there. That's not life at all. I've just got to look around you, like, point to all the walls, man. Look around. Who's to say here's better than there? At least it means something. I think you might be projecting your opinions onto her opinions. So you're happy just leaving her? Just to be up there? Well, we left Kim, didn't we? Let me see what the difference is here. He takes a long, long pause. Let's out a long sigh. Yeah, you're right. Differences, I can admit I'm a hypocrite. I know the risk, you didn't know the risk. I appreciate you trying to, protect, trying to protect me, but can we at least make a compromise then? We just speak to, we go up to the first floor and just see if Roaka's there and ask him, and then we leave. Nero's just gonna have a bit of a think. Just look at you, but oh, okay. We speak to Rurk, the door stays open. Then we'd get out of here. If uh, if the higher ups are anything like you say they are, then they'll know what to do with this mess. We're just here to take photos. He takes out his hand, push to uh, get a handshake, and says, "Deal." He's gonna reach out and grab your hand. They're just doing it. Like, when do you become the optimistic one? Kids will do that to you. Then I'll just. Smirk and then just carry on. So it's a couple more hours cataloguing the last last bits of evidence on the walls. And finally you take down the last scrap of paper, the last bit of porcelain, the last bit of odd bit of plastic. Take the photos and it's done. Uh, what sort of time of day is it? About 2pm. Well, it's a bit too early, isn't it? Should we grab some food and just waste some time? Sounds good. Where do you want to eat? <laughs> Not having this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never talk about food with me. Uh, yeah, wherever. Uh, somewhere close, ideally, I think. Don't want to be too far away. I think we should get some hoagies. Some hoagies? What do you think you are? Yeah. (laughs) 
Get some big old hoagies. Uh, yeah, let's go get a sandwich. Get around the corner, grab a sandwich. Yep. Okay. You walk into Sammy's Sandwiches. It's a little uh, sandwich shop, five minutes around the corner. It's past the uh, past the uh, lunchtime rush, so it's a bit it's a bit quieter. And there's a person, a person behind the behind the counter. As you walk up, as so what can I get you? Ham, cheese, and cress for me. Ham, cheese, and cress. Wow, I haven't had cress in a long time. That's, is that actually a sandwich filling? Cress yeah. is, yeah, yeah, cress, yeah. Ham, cheese, and cress. Cress. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna get a, a ploughman's. A ploughman's. Cool. Yeah. No worries. Fancy a good ploughman's. Person makes a sandwich. Um, and as he hands them over, he says to you, Agent Nero. Uh, he, he looks you. He looks at you and can see. Maybe sees that you're, you know, bags under your eyes, a bit dishevelled, looking very tired. And he says, "Long thoughts cast long shadows at any time of day." Eh? And you and you blink. And he says, "Long thoughts cast long shadows at any time of day." You know. Ah, uh, yeah. So they do. Go on, enjoy your sandwiches, guys. Thanks. Cheers. It hits you that that was a line from the play. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, just writing this out. And next to it, fuck. <laughs> that is, that's got to be a sand roll, right? Yes, please roll sanity for me. You snake! <laughs> I'm so- I cause it like I seize it, man. <laughs> Uh, you prickhead. 68 over 44. Okay. Um, take one point of sanity damage. And also you can hear the music that you heard on the radio from earlier. Just very faintly in the background. Like a tinnitus, but it's... Yeah. Yeah. And maybe... Agent Gonzo says something to you, and you have to be like, "What?" what? Mm. After a couple of minutes, it after a couple of minutes, it dies down. Sandwich isn't that bad, is it? You right? <laughs> yeah. What that that radio? Where did? Oh, oh no, it's it's fine. That bloke at the bar. He um. He said something. He said um. Long thoughts, cast. Uh, Long, long shadows. Any or every time of day. I read that yesterday. In that book, I, I remember it quite clearly. It was had its own line. You know, when the author was trying to be really uh, specific, he uh, he said that to me. Oh, oh hold on. And um, Nira's gonna go back and ask if uh, go up to the counter and ask if he can have a um, uh, a little ketchup. And he'll ask the bloke, um, well, sorry um, for being rude earlier, I um, lost in my own little world. Um, that phrase, where did you um, hear it? It's, uh, hey, thanks, man. Re- I've, already, I've already got a girlfriend, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not into, I'm not into older guys, thanks. <laughs> I'll walk over. What about younger ones? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. Yep, noted. I heads back to the table. Just so drained from everything. Mm. But uh, I'm not 
Gonzo, I'm not wrong. I, I did, I did read that yesterday. Now, how would they know about it? I mean, it's not the most unusual phrase. Maybe, I mean, well, we're, we're pretty close to the building. Maybe someone, someone told it to him. It could be someone like Thomas. Hmm. I suppose. Hmm. This mind is just sh- shooting ideas left, right, and centre. Is it? Is the building leaking? If you want to use that phrase, you know, <laughs> unnatural energy coming out. Have people left from the, um, from the hotel? Are they walking among us? Gonzo's just gonna look at you and just put a hand on your shoulder a bit uncharacteristically like look we got this because you're looking like you're falling apart Agent Nero can you roll sanity for me as you as you think or at least start to put some things together and think that perhaps whatever is happening in the McAllister building may be spreading Five under forty-three. Well done. Oof. Bad news. Oh, the my thought process is bad news. Yes, or... sorry, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go bad news. No, You've not more bad news. Yeah. <laughs> bad news. Mark Burke runs at you of machete. Fuck. <laughs> can we just have a pause and talk out of character just out of, uh, for a yeah, sec then? Of course you can. Um, does that make sense, Ed? To me. Like, or get, to my character. To, to you, I guess that Gonzo really doesn't want to... I understand Gonzo's perspective, that he doesn't want to engage this. He wants to just get rid. Yeah. Um, Gonzo wants to believe, but at the same time, he's he's become quite cynical. So, you know, crazy shit like falling through the floor in an impossible land... Versus someone with like repeating a phrase, just on different levels to him at the moment. So, yeah, it makes sense. But of all the things, you know, just hearing a phrase it could have happened before. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big leap to take from a small. Um phrase but uh, I think that Nero is taking the cautious approach or maybe the um, he's being uh, not optimistic what's the opposite of optimistic pessimistic Paranoid. pessimistic, pessimistic. and um, assuming the worst in this scenario you know we had the we had such a bad night down 20 points a third of his sanity from before and um, now just heard someone recite a, a line from a book that he read last night um, yeah he, his head is going in a particular direction neither of us are fighters though it's not like we're going to burn the fucking building down it's, uh, it's time to get smart if you can't, can't fight it it's got to call it in well yeah okay let's think practically then if we could do anything, what could we do to neutralise the building? Or neutralise the hotel? Level half the fucking building. Everything starts <laughs> at Michelle's 
upwards. So you've got a door, a door to the night room from Michelle. Uh, you got the upstairs door. Michelle's on the uh, third floor. Um, let's fucking torch it. Let's <laughs> cook that fucker. Yeah, I don't think we'd get away. I think. <sighs> I mean, not practical, but that would be the way. Or, no, just some weird shit. What if we just took the doors? <laughs> took the doors? <laughs> just take yeah. the doors off. Just take the fucking doors. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Well done. I'll never put doors on this again. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, just, I think uh, you're right. I think that there's nothing practical that we can do as agents that can or that will stop this. We've done the investigation. We know it's happening, but we can't um, stop it. And we know it. Where Gon? Gone. No, you say where Gonzo's at is the only reason that he'd ever continue now. It's just out of curiosity's sake. And he's he's like super downtrodden and beaten at the moment. Like curiosity. He's seen some like absolutely insane shit. It's just like how much curiosity is in there. I think Abigail to him is dead. Uh, he knows that he is just a small man in a big world. And he's never going to burn this building down. He doesn't want to go to prison as much as he doesn't want to go back to... A life of non-paranormal events, but this is—he's feeling a bit helpless. Is that this is past, past him right now? Nero is realizing, as you know, we have this conversation in character, but that there's nothing that he can do that will stop the unnatural leaking out from this building. And he knows that in a few weeks' time, those people will be evicted. And whether that their rooms are empty and they live in the hotel, or whether they get kicked out in reality, um, isn't a concern to him. Because he knows that two of the rooms at night time opens up into a, an unnatural hellhole. <laughs> um, and his job is to stop that and he can't so he has to just he is realizing he has to call it in i mean if if you really wanted to arson would be the only way surely like even you have to condemn this building to the point where it would be knocked down so you just have to just have to do something but the well, house you can't easily do that what this is we were forced too much. Well, we've got the linseed oil. Yeah, just you know, accidents happen. Maybe sometimes Michelle's apartment randomly sets on fire. <laughs> uh, well. Oh, what if we start a fire in the night room? I know this is getting a bit action hero, but let's just burn that fucking bar down and see what happens. Well, um, you you say that, but it, so when we're in. Michelle's um, flat was there. Was it? I guess it was gas. Hob at least. We never actually saw the flat. We just went through the door, and then 
She wouldn't actually let us in. Sorry, not Michelle's. Um, I meant uh, Abigail's. Uh, uh, Abigail's apartment? Sure, it's a gas stove, yeah. I don't think it'd be anything. No, they, oh, I'm just sort of pulling on this thread now. If we did want to burn the cars to build them to the ground, first mm-hmm. of all, I really, I really hope that none of us wear a robe and a mask and they're looking downstairs, <laughs> just like just like in the painting. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Um, however, if we were to go down this path, we have linseed oil, which is highly flammable. We could sort of douse the building in that, the hallways and stuff. And we could leave her hob on and just, if there was a back door, we could leave out the back and set a light. So, back into character. Yep. This, Gonzo's aware that although they, they're probably in the night rooms, there's... What, four people that live in that building so you could you know essentially be committing murder by doing this fuck you're right I mean we can set off the, the fire alarm so everyone has to leave so at least they know but there's just no way of knowing they actually got out like it's, it's, is you know stopping this, this hunch of yours more important than for I mean, albeit very weird people's lives. And we're the only ones who have been into that building. No one else has come in or out. It's been Thomas Wright, Sayed Zoab, and us. It's not hard for them to to find out that it's us, and then it's, who are you? The section, MI5. You know, the police are pretty, incompet- are pretty incompetent, but they're not that incompetent. We... Shall we just call this in? Now. I'll tell you what. Take some time to think about it. Because we'll pick it up here next week. But I will say... But I will say... All the while that you've been in this... Little sandwich cafe. And you've been chatting... About what to do. Probably in hushed voices. You've been kind of involved in this conversation. You finished your sandwiches a while ago. Maybe it's been half an hour, an hour. But something spurs you to look down. And... You've both been sat carving the symbol into the table over and over again in different places while you've been speaking and you have no recollection of doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Till next time, friends. Damn you! (laughs) We're never coming out if we go back in there. (laughs) That was a good evil laugh. Thank you for listening. For more information on Delta Green, visit delta-green.com. Music and sound effects provided by pixabay.com. Additional music very kindly provided by Cryo Chamber. Please check them out at cryochamber.bandcamp.com. <laughs>